I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the B-O-C Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation.
Welcome, everyone, to WCW Retro. I'm your host for the evening, Papa Stro, the maestro of wrestling. Great to have you all, as always, right here on the VSNation.com network. Lots to talk about tonight, including the main topic of discussion, which will be wrestling giants, monsters, and attractions. So looking to dive into that with you guys. And I see the callers are lining up as we speak. Uh, and please, please hang with us, callers. And anyone likes to call... Into tonight's live WCW Retro podcast can do so at calling at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And I uh, can't wait to uh, dive in on the Wrestling Giants, Monsters, and Attractions discussion. That should be a lot of fun. Um, before I do it, uh, shout out some plugs. Uh, first off, uh, support VOCNation.com and all of our great Podcasts and uh, broadcasts we do for you guys each and every week. Uh, In the Room podcast on Tuesdays with Brady Hicks, Kath Patrick, Derek McDonald, Matt Grimm, and myself, and occasionally Ray Bogus. Um, uh, Wednesdays, Shelly Martinez, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Wrestling with History with Bruce Fort, Ken Resnick, and occasionally uh, the legendary Bill Apter. For wrestling with history uh, It's an honor to have uh, Bill Apter with us From VOC Nation And uh, please check those guys out uh, Every Wednesday night uh, I believe it's uh, 9.30 still Eastern Standard Time Right on VOCNation.com Of course WCW Retro Every Thursday night at 9pm Eastern Standard Time uh, Wrestling with Problems uh, Sassy Steph Podcast uh, so, so much more to enjoy on VOC Nation. Let's check out all the great podcasts and programming on VOCNation.com. And by the way, support us on Pro Wrestling Tees at VOC Nation. Just add that to ProWrestlingTees.com. So it's uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOC Nation. Check out all the great VOC Nation t-shirts we have uh, for sale, including WCW Retro and one of yours truly, Papa Stro, the Four Faces of Stro. And plus many more And uh, proceeds to help benefit our network So please support us On Pro Wrestling Tees At ProWrestlingTees.com Slash VOC Nation <clears throat> uh, Shout out to uh, Lost in the Funhouse podcast On YouTube My friends uh, Greg Bro, Blondie and Antler Hill Just type in Lost in the Funhouse podcast On YouTube Check them out uh, Innovative Hybrid Wrestling Out of Canada In the Maritimes area uh, Check out Latest, what they're up to on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash IHWWrestling. Official with Special Friends, official with specialfriends.com. Masters of Ring Entertainment and mastersofringentertainment.com. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of you know I star in the Dust Series as the Chief, and I'll be on set soon, later on this year for Season 4 of the Dust Series uh, for the latest. Go to their, you can reach them on their Facebook and YouTube. Uh, just type in D- Dust Series for both. As well as check out all three seasons on the Veil TV at availfilms.com. It's A V A I L films.com. Uh, I'll be in set soon also for The Devil's Daughter, a Harlequin origin story, which I'll be starring as Dr. Jeremy Arkham. The upcoming film. Get more updates on that film, go to their Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Real Devil's Daughter. Also be in a horror movie on uh, – will be, be released pretty soon. 
uh, later this year, hopefully, uh, called Stench of Iniquity, just like it sounds, Stench of Iniquity. And more updates on that upcoming film, go to facebook.com slash Stench of Iniquity. And I have a possible short film short I'll be on set for coming up soon, too, and I'll uh, definitely fill you guys in more information develops. Uh, but uh, for all the latest on TV, wrestling, film, and merchandise, go to my official website at destroy.com, T-H-E-S-T-R-O.com. Uh, my merchandise page is destroy.com slash merchandise. Um, Facebook at Stro the Maestro, Twitter at Sign the Stro, Instagram at Stro Maestro. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Stro Maestro. I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Real Papa Stro. And if you'd like to make a donation, buy me a cup of coffee, tips, etc. And thank you for those who have already donated. Much appreciated. Send to my PayPal if you'd like to donate. PayPal.me. M is Mary, E's and E slash Papa Stro. So paypal.me slash Papa Stro. And thank you in advance for your support. Uh, if you'd like to be an upcoming guest on coming episode of WCW Retro, uh, hit me up, send me an email, wcwretro at yahoo.com. And let's get you on here and get you some exposure, everyone. Also, uh, if you uh, for bookings, I'm accepting bookings. Uh, for all kinds of stuff these days, uh, interviews, charities, seminars, Comic-Cons, conventions, castings for television and film, wrestling events, speaking engagements, you, you name it. Email me, stroforia at yahoo.com. And with that, I see the cars lined up, uh, which is great. Can't wait to talk to you guys. So, so stick around. We'll take our first commercial break, and when we come back, we'll be talking – Wrestling's giants, monsters, and attractions. And uh, to lead into the commercial, let's just break out some Midnight Express. Be back in a few, folks. Stick with us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Haku, and more. It's a heck of a party. 
Plus, I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. <laughs> he cried, I cried, he cried. <laughs> Who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On wrestling with problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday night, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, you get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to WCW Retro. Tonight, it's Wrestling Giants, Monsters, and Attractions. And uh, I can't wait to, to discuss that with you guys here tonight with callers and listeners listening in. 
just just a few thoughts before you guys call in. Um, when you guys call in and, and discuss some of your favorite Giants, Monsters, and Attractions, please do me a favor. Please, I know some of you are very anxious, as as, as I am. I am, too. This is like, uh, one of my favorite things to talk about in the wrestling world. Uh, but if you can take the time to talk about each one slowly instead of rattle off about 100 miles per hour, about 100 or a zillion different <laughs> cats, those giant monsters attractions, so we can give each one of them some respect. That's what I'm saying. But if you could do that for me as a favor, I'd, I'd much appreciate it. Because I know some callers, I mean, they mean well, but, you know, you know we – It'd be great being talking about each one, you know, one at a time, and give them the props and just do because each one has contributed greatly to our business. So if you could do that for me, much appreciated. But uh, let's get to the callers. I'm excited. Let's do this. All right. First off, let's. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's my brother Chaz Moretti here. Let's bring him on. Chaz Moretti, how you doing, brother? Welcome back. Hey, Stro, how are you? How's everything going? Happy to be back. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, brother. Always a pleasure. This is an exciting topic tonight. Giants, monsters, and attractions. Can't wait to talk more about it. Oh, absolutely. It's it's going to be a, a very interesting ride, to say the least. No, I can't, can't wait. We we got some more people in the party. For, let me invite them in real quick. Okay. Uh, 804 area code. Uh, welcome to WCW Retro. Hey. Steve. Oh, it's Steve. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Steve. Welcome back. How you doing? Uh, good. Just uh, glad I could call in. Uh, looking forward to the topic discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, I've been looking forward to this for mostly all week. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite topics uh talk about in the business um, because we've had some really, really great, great ones in all, all three categories, pretty much more or less. <laughs> Through the years, so it'd be great to dive into it. Um, okay, let's well, stick around, Steve. Uh, 804 Eric Kilt also. Welcome to WCW Retro. What's up, Stro? Hey, this is Tank. Surprise, surprise, the ghost has popped again. <laughs> hey, brother, how you doing, man? Mr. Brother, what's going on? Oh, not much. It's a little this, a little that. Been busy. Of course, uh, I know you got a text from the wife about uh, some stuff that was going on personally behind the scenes with me. Well, yeah, man, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm praying for y'all, it. man. Definitely yeah. praying for y'all, man. Oh, that's cool. Great to hear you, brothers. It's been way too long. It's been a minute and a half. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, every time I've been trying to catch a show, uh, <laughs> just, it just didn't work by the time I get about time to catch it. It was like almost like the last ten minutes. Oh, I just missed it all together. I was like, "Oh, he gonna kill me." <laughs> no, no, man. I'm so, brother. I'm so happy you're here. I mean, what a great thing to talk about. We're talking about giants, monsters, and attractions. So we should have a fun, a lot of fun with that right? <laughs> tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. So perfect. Perfect, man. Perfect. Well, just sit tight, brother. Man, just oh man, make yourself at home. Okay, nine one zero. I think this is my man Todd. Let's see if this is Todd here. Todd, if, uh, welcome back, brother. How you doing? Happy Thursday evening, Papa Stro crew. Hope everybody is doing well. Doing, oh, doing yeah. great, All man. Good. Yeah, very we, well. I uh, I'm glad you called in tonight. This is uh, probably 
probably a topic that you would really enjoy talking about. Uh, too bad Dr. John couldn't call in because he was all he's all about those cra- weirdos and crazies. He would jump right in on this one. But r- wrestling giants, monsters, and attractions. The, yeah, the world order, as he likes to put it, the CWO. Yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, but uh, yeah. Well, let's do this. Uh, who? All right. Somebody mention somebody. We'll talk about them. Giants, monsters, and well, attractions. Well, I'll go. Well, I'll go first if I could, Rob. Go, um, my pleasure, brother. Go ahead, man. Um, I would say monsters is going to go back to world class championship wrestling. Oh uh, when yeah. When I first seen this guy, I was a young guy, and for some reason, I felt that his character was very unique. And I'm referring mm-hmm. to the the missing link. Oh yes, nice. oh, the missing definitely. link. Dewey Robinson. Look at that. I forgot to. I love too. I love yeah, the man, way I... he ran his gimmick. I really did. I loved the way he oh, did yeah. it. I mean, to me, it was very mysterious, but it was kind of psychotic. But it was very unpredictable, though. Yeah, I mean, I was I was a fan of his for for many years, and then to finally get a chance to do some shows with him and see him do his thing live, man, oh my god, it was just like, you know, I was like a kid in the candy store watching him in the ring because I mean, he was so good at what he did. Yes, he was, really you, know, well. you know. Plus the um, his work rate in and around uh, in and around the character, you know, you strip away the character, and you look at his work rate. Once the match began, and I mean the guy can go, and he had stamina. Mm-hmm. I've seen him go a half hour, forty minutes, staying in that character. So I mean that's just a, a testament to to his overall uh, ability, as well as the ability to convey that character to the crowd. Absolutely, yes. And when he would head back with turnbuckles, man, the whole brother, that whole ring would shake every time he would do it. I couldn't get over it. <laughs> yes, he would. Half the time, I wonder what he was going to pull with a little hair he had back there out. <laughs> it's a wonder it stayed on there all those years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Any more thoughts on uh, yeah. the missing link? <laughs> um, I I can't do it justice, but Bruce Owens has a really good story in Missing Link about uh, false teeth flying out of the uh, or missing link, missing some uh, false teeth, and uh, Bruce Owens had to pay for some. Uh, I think he had to pay him for it. It was a hilarious story. I heard at a uh, panel. But uh, yeah, uh, missing link. Of, uh, one of my coworkers who's a bit older was telling me how he was a missing link fan, so it's pretty cool. Oh, and uh, Chris Hero. I think Chris Hero has some really good uh, Missing Link uh, merch. I think he posted on his Instagram, so uh, definitely a great monster. You know, I, I saw Missing Link take on the Junkyard Dog years ago, and and to me, when I was watching it, I mean, at that mo- moment in time, it, that was like my WrestleMania moment right there. I mean, it was like the ultimate scene, Junkyard Dog and Missing Link headbutt each other all over the place. It was amazing. Yeah, you know somebody left out of there with some pity. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Missing Link. What a way to kickstart this thing, man. That's awesome. Great. Thank you, Tanga. Bro, that's 
That's beautiful. Mrs. Link, man. All right. When I when it comes to attractions, I got one that's gonna really shock you. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it, brother. Oh my goodness. It's it's gonna be a good night, I can tell. Um all right, who's next with pick for Giants, Monsters and Attractions? You know, I'm gonna go with a giant that's often been overlooked. Strictly because mm-hmm. he was in Andre's shadow. And I'm gonna talk about Don Leo Jonathan. I mean, Don yes. Leo Jonathan, when Andre was first coming up, I mean, he ruled Canada. There was no better mm-hmm. big man than him. And his matches with Andre in Montreal when Andre first came over from France, I mean, if you can find them on YouTube, they're legendary. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he was, you know, he was Canada's Andre. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. At one point. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Neil like Johnson. I said, he, you know, he would, you know, Andre came over. Andre was about three eighty at the time, mm-hmm. three seventy, and he was, you know, he was not in shape, but he was definitely not five hundred pounds. And I mean, he no. pushed Andre to his limits. He actually, you could see that he passed the torch to Andre as far as uh, being the premier big man. Right. Right. You know, just like the business goes in cycles, just like he passed the torch to Andre, and Andre passed the torch to Hogan at WrestleMania three. And so, I mean, it, it, it shows you how wrestling just goes in that always goes in that cycle deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And you know, the funny part about it is back in the era, in the late '60s, early '70s, when when he was on top of his game in uh, in Canada and in Montreal. You didn't get to see him unless you were in that region. You know, you only got to you got to read about him in the magazines, and you get to you get to see the pictures, but you never really got an appreciation for his work because you didn't have a chance to see him unless you were either in Montreal or in the in the Northeast where the uh, the weekly show that was in French came on TV. That's right. And just like Big Show passed passed on to go Big Show. TV show that's currently airing right now, but <laughs> I'm not just kidding. But, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Don Leo Jonathan, man, you don't hear that name too often. That, that man, one of the all-time greats, definitely. Any more I'm thoughts on Don Leo Jonathan, guy? Oh, go ahead. I got, I got, ho- I got homework to do after this show. Uh, right. Yeah, absolutely, man. It, this is a good start. Man. He was a nice He's man. Late. I mean, you know. I, Mm-hmm. I met yeah. him the first time we went to the first time I went to CAC. He was still alive, and he was such a nice man. I mean, he would take time to sit and talk with you, and it wasn't like you know, uh, who are you, kid? Maybe I'll talk to you. I mean, you ask him a question, and you better be prepared to sit down in that memorabilia room for about an hour because Don would teach a <laughs> class. Right. I believe it. That's that's awesome. Wow, two two greats that I had to start off with, man. This is awesome, guys. All right. Um, all right, uh, who's next? Any, any other names out there you want to throw out there for Giants, Monsters, and Attractions? Yeah. I got a pick that could fit for a Giant and Attraction. Okay. Um, he, he was talked about a lot last year, but Undertaker, for me, um, mm-hmm. huge, at least 6'8", six, 6'10", was such an attraction, especially in his later years, for WrestleMania. Like, he was the reason why I went to Orlando to see uh, WrestleMania 33, just to see him. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, what a what a what a career that guy's had. Oh my god. Thirty yeah. years in one company. That's such a rarity. It, it is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, and a, I mean streak, you, a streak going on and everything. <laughs> I mean, you look at you look at what you look at what he's accomplished uh, in his career, and he ended it on his own terms. You know, he left when he wanted to leave, not because right. he was forced out through injury or or through taking chances, doing something stupid in the ring. I mean, he basically went out on his own terms, and that's admirable. Yeah, um, he recently did a episode of Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and finish that. But uh, he talks about his uh, hip surgeries. And it's amazing that his career didn't end of, uh, years a little bit shorter because of his, uh, his hip health. I mean, look at the guys he helped over the years. Uh, he helped Kurt Angle. He had Mark Henry and quite a few others, if you recall. Because, and they all give oh, him yeah. respect Another in various interviews, you know, to The Undertaker for helping them when they were working with him. Yeah, he's kind of like been the locker room leader uh, for a long time, from what I've heard. And um, he could be transitioning into a trainer role at some point. Uh, and he's uh, last I heard, or last I saw, he was actually tra- uh, meeting with the bigger wrestlers and telling them how to work. So it's pretty cool that he's still accessible. Oh yeah, word on knowledge there. And it, it, it's I really enjoyed the Bruce and Brody stories he told Steve Austin this podcast when he was first starting the business. It's big red. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Bruce Brody could probably fit giant or attraction or monster. And monster. Like all three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think he covers it. What do you think, guys? <laughs> uh, Bruiser yeah. Brody was the attraction of all attractions. I mean, yes. he came into whatever territory, and, and it was, you know, you didn't have to be a wrestling fan, but if you saw a clip of him, you knew it was Bruiser Brody. Right. Yeah, Bruiser Brody was amazing. He was, matter of fact, him and Stan Hansen was the first tag team I saw live perform. And uh, I kept calling... Bruce Brody Blackbeard after one of my favorite pirates growing up, Blackbeard, right? He yeah. got a kick out of it. Every time I call him Blackbeard, right? You know, both stands like, well, you just call me Blackbeard. <laughs> but yeah, you know, wasn't it yeah. weird watching him Brody's in world great. class as a baby face? It really was. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, I saw Bruiser Brody when I was 10 years old when he came through the AWA when he was making his rounds through the territory. And then to see him, you know, in 82, 83 in Texas at World Class as a stone baby face. I, I, I just couldn't get over it. Now, everybody talks about Crusher Blackwell having one of the best big man drop kicks, but I got to tell you, when Brody threw a drop kick, it was a thing of beauty. <laughs> yeah. Was. Oh, yeah. His size. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got up higher than Blackwell. Yeah. Right. Sure. You know, Blackwell got Sorry. up pretty high, but, but Brody got up on your chin. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. Sure. Can you explain, like, uh, like where were you, where were you talking to Brody at? Uh, like, when, like, what workplace was that, or what situation was that where you were, were you talking to Brody? Oh, I was young, man. I, uh, I got friends, I got fans and family, rather, over in Texas, right? 
And uh, that and that's uh, when I saw got to see Brody perform, right? And uh, I was instantly just enamored, instantly a fan. Now I was really young oh, yeah. then, man, but I just I just uh, I thought that he was the coolest thing since sliced bread, man. He's coming out with the wild hair and everything. I mean, he was he scared the other kids, right? But to me, I thought he was the greatest. <laughs> he was super cool. But uh, that's awesome. But yet, I, I remember Steamboat telling me a story about him and Jay Youngblood when they were getting ready to uh, step in the ring and wrestle with uh, Hanson and Brody, right? They thought maybe they have a typical match where they would kind of blow them up because they had good cardio, right? But once he said, once the match started, they're like so many minutes in, <laughs> he looked at Jay and was like, my God, these guys are blowing us up. Because <laughs> Hanson yeah. and Brody were like just keeping up with him like hold for hold and everything else. I mean, it was just amazing. And, and to watch those matches, we, you know, we watch them. They had like they had Japan, everything on on playback in the, in the film. It's just uh, wow for t- two big guys, man. They can just go, go, go. Almost oh, definitely. And, most and definitely. actually, it's kind of funny you run with him because um, he had some matches with another giant that was. <laughs> Pretty nasty himself, and that was Abdul of the Butcher. Yes. Yeah. Oh, here's another one right there, brother. Abdul the Butcher. I'm just saying that the fact that they could both be in the ring going at one another. So they had some classics, (laughs) him and Brody, man. Yeah, yeah, Puerto Rico matches. Just saying. Well, him and Carlos Colon uh, sold out many, many a time over in Puerto Rico. They got the records to this day in uh, Puerto Rico of, of. of draws, you know, I mean, that's, uh, that's how big a, it, mm-hmm. a tr- definitely an attraction for sure. And you have to give, yeah. the, you know, again, you have to give the nod to, um, to the promoters and the matchmakers in Montreal for discovering Abdullah the Butcher. And that's where he first got started. It was right. weird. It was that Grand Prix territory in Montreal where a lot of these guys, the bigger men, the attractions, a lot of them got their start up there, and then they branched out from what they from what they did there. But I mean, you know, you look at you take a look at Abdullah the Butcher. No matter who he was matched up with, I don't care what continent it was on, it, the reaction was still the same. It was universal. I, I thought he saved my life in Puerto Rico one time. We're going at it, right? And I'm I'm scared to death of the fans. It was like my first tour there, right? And people were throwing spark plugs. All kinds of stuff. He's throwing all kinds of debris at me, right? And as we're brawling, he's he's shielding me as he's brawling with me from the debris that they're throwing at me, right? And I'm underneath him going, thank you, thank you, thank you, happy. <laughs> That's how we broke the ice. <laughs> Got to be friends. But, uh, oh, my God. They throw water balloons God, he, at you, Stro? Uh, I wish it was water balloons. <laughs> I know. I mean, it wasn't water in there. I understand. I was just curious. <laughs> I really wish it was. <laughs> but... I but he, he had a hell of a restaurant there in Atlanta too, Abdul's House of Ribs. I think they you know, you guys ever shut down. Go there. Uh, they might have shut down in 2016, from what I last heard uh, when I was watching. Did you guys uh, ever get? Any of you guys ever had get a chance to check that place out? There, uh, I think it was Atlanta somewhere. Yeah, no, I never did, but I heard it was. I heard the food was great. Mm. I, I wish I wish I could have went, but. Uh, Matter the great Muda. The great Muda interviewed him at his restaurant. Believe it or not, 
for his. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah and it's rare, rare that you see Great Muta do interviews with anybody, but he was interviewing Ab- Abdullah there at the restaurant a while back. I saw some clips of that circulating, and I think Abdullah was talking about uh, prejudice in wrestling. It was a pretty interesting uh, interview, and uh, uh, I got the chance to meet Abdullah briefly at a convention. Um, he was doing photo walks, and he would he would uh, use the fork on you, and you know I, I was just. Uh, excited, like I wasn't selling it at all. He was poking me in the head, and I was, I was just, I couldn't stop smiling. It was awesome, like just getting forked by a duel. Ah, dude, you would have got sliced up in the ring. He'd have made you Probably. sell. <laughs> Probably. I remember yeah, hearing superstar cool Billy Graham tell a story one time about Abdullah, and I guess like he, did a, he did a run in, <laughs> he did a run in in a match. Right. It was a preliminary match. Yeah. He did a run-in, and he grabbed one of the kids that was in the match, and, I mean, he went to town on him with that uh, with the popsicle stick. And, I mean, he sliced this poor kid open so bad that he had to call an ambulance. And he gets in the back, and, and superstar Billy Graham just looked at him and said, Abby, what the hell did you do? And he looks at superstar Billy Graham. He says, Coleman, I had to get my heat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, Cactus Jack tells a funny story about Abdullah getting. Uh, he's got those ridges in his head that you could put poker chips in them. Just crazy. Oh like, yeah. And you could do that in public, yeah, to mess with people. Oh Abdullah, man! Any more dots on Abdullah the Butcher? Um. Okay. No, but I do got. I do got one question to ask you though, Robbie, about the spot plug incident. Okay. Was any of the spots close any good, at least? <laughs> I don't, at the time, at, at, at the time, I didn't need to stop to check and see they were. <laughs> I just got tired of getting smacked in the head with all the spark plugs. I mean, it weren't just one. It weren't just one spark plug. It was like quite a few right and left. I got tired of getting smacked with them. Well, maybe, maybe I should have just collected them and like see if it would have worked. <laughs> you know, um, that's great. Uh, on the top, on you know, related to Abdul the Butcher, one of his opponents in Puerto Rico was uh, Zeus, the gangster. Not one of my favorite wrestlers, but um, I kind of got a, a lot of laughs out of watching No Holds Barred, like years later, like because uh, just how silly it was. But uh, uh, definitely was uh, sad last year hearing about Tiny who passing away. All right. Huge guy. Uh, okay, any more? All right. Who's next for the Giants, Monsters, and Attractions? I think Todd is. All right, who I you got? I just gave Abdullah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all, right. Right. all right, who's I, next? I'll tell you what, guys. I'm going to bring up an attraction. <laughs> I'm going to bring okay. up an attraction topic, and I want to get your thoughts on it. And the, the right. topic that I'm going to bring up as an attraction uh, ranges from the the 1970s through the the late 80s, and that's the the uh, attraction of the masked wrestler. Not so much the luchas that came in the 90s, that you know we all know know them as a group and knew what they could do. Uh, but the guys like the masked superstar, Mr. Wrestling Number Nine. Two, uh, the Super right. Destroyer, Doctor X, those. 
those type of guys. I mean, there's so many of them to talk about individually. But, oh, yeah. I mean, there was a mystique. There was an attraction about seeing a masked wrestler on a card. Well, um, uh, I got when, one. When we start, when we start with uh, one of them, at least, and then we'll make our way through. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's talk about probably the most famous of, of the ones from that era, and let's talk about Mil Mascaras. Mil Mascaras, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely an attraction. Um, I think first mass wrestler to wrestle uh, masks for a garden under a mask. Yeah, yes. I'm scared. And, you know, I saw him in 85 at Comiskey Park uh, go one-on-one with Buddy Roberts. And, I mean, uh, Mascaris actually, uh, he, he kind of upset Buddy because he wouldn't sell for him. But Buddy made him look like a million dollars. Yeah, uh, and, Cactus Jack wasn't too happy about uh, working with Mill, but he was able to make it a really good match for what it was. Oh, the that one was thing the I remember about champ- Mill. The Clash of Champions, the Clash of Champions match. The one where yeah, the uh, one thing I remember Cac- about Cac- Mill Cac- though. Cactus took the bump, and uh, Jim mm. Cornette said, oh, "My God, he's dead." <laughs> right, he took that four bump, yeah. But the one thing I remember about Mill though, he was the first, he was the first wrestler I had ever seen in person pull off a flying body press off the top rope. And I know Steamboat was doing it as well, but again, given the era of the territories. I didn't get to see Steamboat, but I got to see Mascaris when he came through the AWA territory. And, I mean, to see him pull off a flying body press off the top rope at that time was something that we hadn't seen before. Oh, um, Let's bring out Justin here. Uh, Justin, welcome welcome back to the WC Retro. How you doing, man? What you going to do, brother, when I come running for you, man? I'm coming. Well, that's the wrong that's the wrong podcast, actually. Tonight we're talking about wrestling giants, monsters, and attractions. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it's I'm all good. sorry. We're just trying to stay I'm on topic sorry. here, it's all. All right, I'm sorry. I, I was just uh, it, I was just, I was just trying to do my Malcolm Wildman best impression because I well, well, he's not here. So, he's not here, so don't worry about it. All right, uh, but, uh, wrestling giants, monsters, and attractions. So uh, we're, we're talking. Say, we're currently talking about Mel Mascaris. But at, I will at this say point, this. yeah, I was going to follow up on. I will, but I will go, say go, this, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. If it ain't about Mel Mascaris, if it isn't about Mel Mascaris, save it. Okay. No, no, go ahead, no, Steve. no, no. Okay, whatever. Thanks. I was going. Uh, I was going to. I was going to say something that was totally even better. But other than that, then I guess. Not better. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say something better, man. I'm dead serious. I'm, I'm telling you. Well, uh, well, I'm telling you to hold your horses. Give Steve a chance. Go ahead, Steve. Your firm. Oh no, I was gonna follow up on what Chaz was saying. Uh, Bill After uh, was asked about uh, his top four, and uh, he mentioned Bill Masquerade as well as. Uh, uh, Mac Rushmore, him and Bruno, and two others. But uh, yeah, Mill definitely has a huge legacy. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let Stroh continue. All right, Steve. All right, thank you, Steve. Uh, Justin, what, what what's so great you want to tell us? What I was gonna say was, I remember the match. I remember the match between you 
and uh, oh my god, and portrait, and I remember. No, I remember. No, I, you, I, it's great to remember. Yeah, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about mascaras. Did you hear what I said a few minutes ago? Hey, hey you know what? <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah, bye. Later. See you. Good night. Adios. Adios. All right, now back to what we're talking about. Anybody have any thoughts on Mil Mascaris? <laughs> any more than, thoughts? You know, he's definitely one of the guys you think of with the mask. He's definitely just he, he's of, that mental image of your masked wrestlers, in my mind. One of the longest oh, yeah. careers, too. Right. I guess, uh, excuse me if I interrupt, he looked like the no, type of guy from what I found out of his career that he'll definitely work the hell out in the ring if you ain't, no, if you ain't have your uh, game together. Because he was a good technical wrestler. Yes, sir. Oh, I like One of the best head sisters uh, I've ever seen. Man. One of the best head sisters I've ever seen. I'm scared, man. Yes, I like he has a, a good match with, uh, or an interesting match with Tiger Mask too in all Japan. But, uh, okay. All right, Justin's wanted to call in. Should we give him a chance? <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. Like the lottery. Oh, all right. Here, here we go. All right, Justin. What's happening? Hey, what's up, man? A long, long sorry, time no hear. About a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry my phone cut out and my phone is not as best as your phones are or whatever they are. But uh, last yeah, last I heard it was phone. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, but I I've seen I've seen I've seen a few matches of, of a meal mascaras, but I've never I've never I've never got I've never got the pleasure to wrestle him in the ring or outside the ring or in a street fight, but he seems like a cool well, guy. Maybe, that, maybe that's why cause you're not a wrestler. Maybe that's why I never had a chance. Hey, sorry, well, you know this? What, what, the one, well, maybe because I'm... Never mind. Okay. Uh, let's welcome Mr. Hollywood. Mr. How you doing, Papa Stuart Maestro and my guests? Hope everybody's doing okay. Hey, oh, he's hey, Mr. Hollywood, Hollywood, how are you? Hello. How you doing? I hope y'all doing good. Y'all doing good today? Is that Malcolm? Thought I heard Malcolm. No, no that, was, that, that was that was that was Justin. That was Justin. That was Justin earlier. Oh, pretending to be a wrestler. He was pretending to be a wrestler. Hmm. But go ahead. He was getting heat on this. Yeah. Okay, I thought, that, I thought that was a wild. Thought and and he's trying to and he's something. trying to call in again. I see, but uh, you know. <laughs> Three strikes are out. Kayfabe him, Stro. Kayfabe him. Yeah. Well, was, uh, I, well. I, I saw he, I stopped him before he cut the promo earlier. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just being well, honest, hell. I mean, is, is, I'm, I've never wrestled him. I mean, because you, you've never been a wrestler. I mean, makes sense, yeah, right? It's possible. <laughs> yeah. So, what's up, Mr. Hollywood? How you doing? How you doing? You doing good, my man? Doing good? Good. I right, hope. I hope everybody's doing good. Everybody's on the line. Everybody's on the line. I hope everybody had a good day today. Hope so. We're talking wrestling today giants, monsters, and attractions tonight. So uh, oh, whoever, uh, 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 if 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 is there a monster, who who's uh, Mr. Hollywood? Since you called in, 
who's uh, name a giant monster attraction you like to talk about, man? Uh, Andre the Giant. Oh, wow, there we go, there we go. Iconic. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Oh man. Eighth beast. wonder of the world, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody got any great Andre the Giant stories? Um, Besides you, I know. I know. Well, I think you've already heard of mine. <laughs> so I'll give y'all a chance. <laughs> I think. Um, Ricky Steamboat told a story, and I don't, I can't do it justice, but I think they were eating Chinese, and maybe Andre was meeting in public or whatever. But uh, uh, Andre, a huge uh, pop pop culture star, and his like uh, bar drinking stories are like uh, legendary. I think he holds the record oh, God, yes. amount of beers drinking in one sitting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Mm. And they revealed they revealed uh, that, like later in life, that a lot of the reasons why he did drink a lot was because he he was in a lot of pain, you know, because his body right. really stopped growing. That giant syndrome. Yes. Mm. Yes. Wow. Mm. I think one. Of, I think the earliest match I ever saw Andre uh, wrestling because again you got this when he came through territories you got to see clips of him in other territories doing matches and the one that stuck in my head as a five-year-old was the 72 Los Angeles Battle Royal. I mean, that attracted everybody and it was, you know, to see Andre toss Haystacks Calhoun out like he was a feather was something that I'll never forget. (laughs) I mean, you're talking 650 pounds of hillbilly Calhoun going over the top rope and Andre just looked at him like he was a child. That's that's something. Wow. <laughs> that is something. Oh my goodness! Wow. Let me let me let me let me answer this, Maestro. Um, yeah. Andre, you know Andre the Giant and Hogan. You know Hogan, and they just battled out. You know Hogan did the land drop on the Andre the Giant. One, two, three. Of course, in real yeah, in real iconic moment. Iconic moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh 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 yeah. That was that was the passing of the torch actually, and and up to that point yeah. they didn't really know if Andre would pass the torch until the the time he entered the ring. <laughs> get, to get everybody on pins and needles. Uh, up to right. that point, yeah. Well, well, yeah. As as Hogan said in the, in the Andre documentary, if Andre didn't want to lose, he wasn't going to lose. Oh yeah, he was the man back then. Andre could wow. do whatever he wanted. <laughs> Wow! Ain't like nobody was going to rub him or tell him not to. <laughs> even <laughs> even John Studd, even Big John Studd was you know reluctant around Andre. Did I ever tell you cautious. guys the Bill Eady story he told me about Andre and Macho Man? No, go ahead. Oh well, yeah. well um, oh, but this was back when kayfabe was really strong. Back you know they had to separate the locker rooms and all that and. Uh, Andre sent word for the referee to go tell uh, Randy, asked him to do him a favor and not wear so much baby roll because Randy had a tendency to wear too much baby roll and it was hard to get a hold of him in the ring, right? And so the referee sent the message. So Andre's in the ring, reading for Ryan, Randy, right? Randy comes out with the robe doing his Macho Man thing, right? He comes in the ring and he takes the robe off and he's slicker than a snake, right? And Andre just loses <laughs> his mind. He's like, I said wow. no oil. 
boom, boom, boom. He stomps uh-huh. over to Randy. He punishes him, man. I mean, steps on him, oh, sits man. on him, puts all his body oh, weight, God. sandbags him. You name it, right? The next night, oh, <laughs> they had a rematch next night in another town. And Andre's in the ring waiting for him, right? Randy does his thing, as usual, macho man spiel. He gets in the ring, takes his robe off. His skin is scalier than the Sahara Desert. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and, and Andre took care of him that night. You know, oh, slap that he did the night oh, before. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Oh, <laughs> man. Wow. Oh, my God. That the warrior told. Uh, that the Ultimate Warrior told about getting pummeled for like seven days straight because he kept botching the same sequence. And on the eighth day, he got it right. And I guess Andre leaned over to Heenan and said, he's learning. Is that right after he knocked him out? Yeah, he knocked him out seven nights in a row. (laughs) He botched the same sequence, seven nights, got knocked out. The eighth night, he got it right. And Andre looked over to Uh, Heenan and said, he's learning. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, Andre the Giant. Okay. The world. All right, let's see what Justin just some... Justin. Justin's got any Andre stories here. <laughs> hey Justin, Round welcome three. back. You got any Andre Andre stories? Uh do I have any Andre the Giant stories? Uh I'm not sure. I'm just listening to your show. That's all I'm doing, that's all. Well, keep on listening, man. Thank you so much. Okay, now, anybody, any more thoughts on Andre the Giant? Uh, Princess Bride. Love Princess movie. Bride. Oh, what a movie, yeah. And that was during his latter years, too. Oh, and uh, I think he probably had some really great work in uh, Canada and Japan, Prior to his oh. work on oh, yes. his legacy in the States, yeah. Him and Anoki in Japan. Mm-hmm. He, he can move around. Yep. Yeah, he can really move. In his younger days, he really can move. Wow. Oh, yeah. Greg Pauly was kind of similar. Like, as he was younger and he was working in Japan, he could move a lot better. Matter of fact, if I remember correctly, um, I listened to a couple of guys say something about YouTube. Stro, if I remember correctly, I can't think of the match. It was over in Japan. It was an Andre mm-hmm. the Giant match. And he he was a real young Andre. And mm-hmm. he he sent the guy off the rope, and he did a damn drop kick on the guy. And yeah, I thought really? the guy was going to fly into the damn third rope. Wow. <laughs> he did a drop kick? Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andre's oh, get up, and I was shocked. Oh man, oh. yeah, he get, back yeah. when he was younger days, he could do a lot. Man, he was doing splat like splashes and all kinds of stuff. He was coming off the top rope um, and everything. If I remember correctly, he was having a feud with one of Japan's famous bigger guys that was a giant. I don't want to say right. his name, Bob. Um, Bobby? No, not him. Um, Baba. Um, Say that again. Was it Baba? I think that was who it was happening. He, 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 he dropped Was it, it. Giant Baba? I, giant I Baba, gonna yeah. Was my, I was going to mention him as one of my picks. That was a big yeah. deal, too. Yes, wow. sir. Now, Baba had some hands on him, brother. 
Uh-huh. Dude, he went flying through the rope like somebody had a slingshot at him through it. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. And I was still shocked oh. as big as Andre got up and did a I, straight I, drop kick. I can't even imagine the leg strength that Andre the Giant had back then. My God. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure imagine. Andre faced uh, Stan Hansen in Japan at one point. Maybe that's oh, him yeah. drop kicking out of the, the ring. But, you know, um, I was reading in... I'm sorry, go ahead, Steve. No, uh, I was glad we mentioned Baba because I was going to mention him as one of my uh, Giants and Attractions. Uh, legendary promoter as well as wrestler, too. Like, huge star in Japan, like Hogan level, as well as a Nike, but... Um, uh, Dan Grell told me that Giant Baba is one of his uh, his favorite promoters. So obviously Baba had to be a popular promoter during his time. But uh, Chaz, you can continue. No, no, let's let's talk about Baba. Baba was, you know, he was one of a kind for his time out in Japan. I mean. Um, he was such a good promoter as well as, as well as a good wrestler that winning the NWA title from Jack Briscoe, I mean, that really put all Japan wrestling on the map as far or back on the map, as far as being the premier promotion in Japan until Inoki started new Japan. So, I mean, that, I don't think that Baba gets enough credit for what he's done. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, I know Anoki, I think, won, uh, had a phantom title win just so he could kind of uh, be on the same level as Baba in Japan. Yeah, that I wasn't an NWA title. That was WWF. He went over on a, on right. a one-off against Backlund, and uh, it was it's, never um, recognized. And then... Um, yeah, Baba had some great NWA title matches for sure. I've, I've seen some of his, his work with the Harley Race. Okay. Yeah, and Baba, Baba had those hands, man. He had those gigantic hands. Remember those hands? How wow. huge his hands were. Like he, yeah, he, would um, do those chops across, he would do those chops across the head, man, and it's like, dear Lord. Oh, yeah. I oh, saw a, I heard, I saw I a tag team match. I saw a Baba tag against uh, Piper and uh, basically finished Piper with one of those chops. Matter of fact, hey, one Ron. of those WCW, WCW games came out, right? And they had all the hidden mm-hmm. characters, and one of them was Giant Baba, man. I was, like, kicking butt being Giant Baba. I was, like, chopping everybody. <laughs> it, it, was, it was great. Right. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> go, go. And, and again, what, I, what you got, brother? What you got, Tank? Hey, Rob, you're back. Can you imagine getting a paintbrush from him in the ring? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Lord. Paintbrush? <laughs> I take a night off. <laughs> <laughs> I, Most definitely. Hey, Robbie, there. Robbie, you know I've been one of the toughest characters in the ring. I think I had to go take a chair and shoot on him if he had me take paintbrush me. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> oh, I, I, man. I know what you mean, man. I mean, his hands, good, huge. God, man, I can't get to have big his hands were. You know, he, I, he I thought... Goes, I, go ahead. I was going to say, he goes so far back that he was wrestling in JWA, and I didn't even know he had a match with uh, Gorilla Monsoon in 69. 
I was kind of oh, doing wow. the search. I'm like, wow. Oh, man. And, you know, the Good part stuff, about John. Bobby that's overlooked is mm-hmm. um, his groundwork. I mean, when he defeated Briscoe for the title, he was matching Jack hold for hold in terms of in terms of stand up and groundwork. And I think, you yeah, know, being good, a big man, he doesn't get enough credit. Yep. Great Matt wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I'm sure he influenced a lot of people over the years, like the people he booked and trained, like Jumbo and Mustawa and the Four Pillars from the 90s Old Japan. Tenyuru. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tenyuru, yeah. All right. You know, again, I encourage, I encourage everybody to go back and watch. Um, I can keep beating this dead horse, but go back and watch Super Clash 1 because that one card was probably the best mixed talent card I've ever seen. And they had, uh, what was it? It was Saruta, Tenyuru, and Baba in a six-man on that undercard. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, right. it's one of the matches that doesn't get mentioned enough. But again, I, I don't want to you know beat a dead horse and say, oh, this is the greatest card ever. But if you're looking for varying styles, uh, it was one of the better varying styles cards put together. Oh, oh absolutely. What are my favorites? Uh, Baba, Baba also wrestled for World Class. Uh, he had a match against Fritz, and I believe he might have had a match with uh, King Kong Bundy. Um, it's pretty cool when uh, Baba would wrestle in the States because it seems like such an attraction. And a bit of trivia, Baba also took place in the Crockett Cup tournament. <laughs> oh, ago. wow. Yeah. 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 Yes, he did. Giant Baba, man. That's good stuff, man. Breaking out some names we ain't heard in a while. That's awesome. Uh, any more Giants, Monsters, and Attractions? Who's next? I just want to throw something out there. You guys realize, you know, you, you've mentioned some and run right on by because they were wrestling Andre or they were wrestling somebody else. And you're talking about, you know, Haysack, just, he was just, he was an afterthought, got thrown out the ring. Okay. Let's just keep going. And it just, that was another beast. It's amazing. There, there's been a lot of giants. I'm just saying a lot of them. Well, um, let's pick one. <laughs> Who's next? You, 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 just you know, keep going. Um, and I'll do this, and, I, and I'm pretty sure you know him, uh, Pop Stroh. You know Bill Fripp, the author. In fact, he was across from you at one of the uh, cons there on yes. Emerald Isle. And right. um, he just posted something the other day. had uh, Shawn Michaels facing Big Sid. And Sid was Sid another Mitchell, one that, yeah. you know, pretty solid specimen when he came out. May not uh you know, I had some of that longevity and for a number of reasons. He, uh, but he, that was just a guy when he came out. It's like, holy crap, that's a big freaking dude. Yep. Originally yeah. Lord Humongous back in the day. Yeah. With the and he was mask. a monster. I mean, you know, with with that, uh, again, with that mask gimmick, I mean, he was just a, a pure flat-out monster. He scared the hell out of people. Which was inspired by the, the Road Warrior, Mad Max Road Warrior movie. Right. The character in that film. Right, right. I believe um, in Memphis as well, before Taker was Undertaker, he wrestled in Memphis for a time, and I believe there was a standoff for, with him and the Lord Humongous. 
That is pretty cool to see that. Sid and Undertaker years earlier. Right. And I tell you, the matches well, he had with Shawn Michaels, Michaels was really good. They were, they had some good matches mm-hmm. together in uh, WWE. Oh, Sid was the. Uh, I, I remember. I think I, I heard that Shawn Michaels was supposed to be, you know, their fan favorite. But Sid got the got the cheers. Sid was just so oh, yeah. popular with the fans. Sure, I got to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Did you ever hear? Um, any stories from Dusty about Sid and the fact that he would take time off to go play softball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was kind of like the word that went around all of us back then, right? <laughs> How much he loved softball. And <laughs> I, I think he loved softball more than he did wrestling, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a teenager growing up and watching him, like, we read, we would read PWI and there was a couple of stories that, you know, they were starting to leak the, the backstage stuff. Where's Sid? And there was, like, comments. Oh, he went to go play softball again. And I always thought that was funny as hell. Yeah. That he would just he give up months at a time man. to go play softball. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean, you always treat me. Like Sid to... always treated me good. You know I mean? Sid always treated me great. Yeah, you know I mean? He was I always really Sid cool. A... Sid worked briefly in ECW. And I think even even in that audience, the hardcore audience even liked him there. Well, funny we are, tables. It's funny, well, it's funny we saying that, Stro. I want to go back to mm-hmm. your former company, WCW, while you made this podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. You have one giant there. I think he might have been there during your tenure. And... Mm-hmm. I don't think he got too much credit. Uh, he went on a L.A. Gigante. L. Gigante, yeah. Yeah, he used to play basketball at one point. Then he got hurt and became a wrestler. Oh, to really hurt himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I remember. Oh my God, I remember the match they had with Flair, man. Oh my God. He was so tall that when he would slam Flair off the top or whatever, it, it would even scare Flair how high he would get when <laughs> he would slam him off the top. Bro. <laughs> yeah, what was he, like seven, eight? Yeah. He's a tall dude, man. Then he became Giant Gonzalez later with Undertaker, right? But, uh, but I can't imagine uh, being slammed to that velocity from that high up. Oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? A press slam from me had, had to be nine, ten feet in the air. Oh, my Eight word. Was built. Uh, like jumping off a cage. Yeah. You might, well be, yeah. you might as well be falling off a scaffold with that velocity. Yeah. <laughs> sure. How do, you, how do you work a giant like that? Like Very, very carefully. <laughs> yeah. Hit him in the ankles. Hit him in the ankles. Take that leg out. Yeah, get him Work smart, not hard. Work smart, not hard. Sweep the leg. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Priest over here. And pray he don't sit on you. Yeah. Right. We call it sticky, uh, sticky oh move. Sticky move. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Stick. Yeah, a lot I mean, of sticking and moving. Yeah, as you walk in the ring with him, you're like the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Come back, I'll bite your kneecap off. Oh yeah, I mean, no. just a flesh room. 
Now, but I yeah, got one very, more for you. Yeah, yeah. Very carefully, though. You guys work with giants like that, for sure. Very yeah, nice go ahead, bro. <laughs> yeah, one yeah, more. real, real, now, real this, cool, dude. This, this one going to hit home with you, with you, Stro. Okay. WCW. All right. Um, of course, well, I know we're in around about the same age bracket. So, uh-huh. I happen, and I, you got to follow my story when I say this. And you're going to probably okay. choke me once I get finished. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 was a, I was a diehard WCW fan, which you know personally. And I right. watched it faithfully as a kid growing up from NWA to Worldwide. And grew as from a fan until I actually ever got the opportunity to wrestle. And I always used to watch all the cast of characters. But I mm-hmm. never forget this one young fella. When the day he debuted, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Who in the hell is this guy?" Because <laughs> I could, I seen a, I seen a, a vision from the past, uh, watching it from the black and white footage, to mm-hmm. seeing like a up to date new generation color footage, and this guy right. had talent not only in the ring, but he had talent outside the ring, and you right. you probably be surprised who this guy was. And, you know, and by him being working for WCW, I had the honor and the privilege to share the ring with him and work with him. And his name was, oh, wow. no lie, and I'm, sorry, I'm probably sounding like I'm mocking out, was the Maestro. <laughs> I oh, looked man, at the young kid <laughs> that had curly hair and... A whole lot of people, unless you were really a diehard wrestling fan, a whole lot of people would have never knew who Gorgeous George was. And I was looking at this young guy, and I was like, what the hell? This is like a damn Gorgeous George 2000, well, no, 2010. You know, not using the date, but, you know, it was like a new generation version. And this dude could play a piano. Then I seen the very match, which you know what match I'm going to say. He had mm-hmm. against his long, a young guy that was running the island gimmick named Prince. Okay, I believe that's how you <laughs> yeah, yeah, the artist, the artist. Yeah. <laughs> and as of today, and of course, I have been on the receiving end of it. You delivered a wicked, and I mean a wicked. That thing gave me goosebumps, spine buster. That whatever will burn in my brain. And don't get me wrong when I'm saying this, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. To see a guy like you, and honestly, I worked against a lot of guys from WCW. Um Mm -hmm. And became good friends with him, but you were a different beat because to see you work and to see how you worked your character, you didn't get too much. It looked like you didn't get too much into the the back behind scene politics, but you did your yeah. thing. And to follow your career and never get an opportunity to meet you until we cross paths in UPWA. And then to share a three-year feud with you up and down the East Coast, no matter how much I've done in this business, no matter how much I've seen in this business, I will, will be able to say and become a good friend and have a good friendship with you 
No, you know it's hard to find guys that you can become, you can truly say that's friends in this business. Amen, brother. Um, I'm been. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you, Robbie. It's been. It's been. It, that was more. That has been more of a treat to me in my career. No matter how much I have done. I mean, I've been in the ring against what Craig Pittman, uh, of course Ricky Morton. You know, uh, of course um, Barry Windham, which he was a nice little stiff hitter on things. Um, but Wahoo, Jesus have mercy. No, never take a chop for that, man. You feel like you're coming out to your damn boot. Jeez. Yeah. I don't care how tight you lace your boots up. He hits you one time. You feel like the damn thing's like a cartoon character flew off your feet. Um, oh, yeah. I, I believe it. I, 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 I fear from him. I, I had put Neosporin on, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. You know, to have that part in my, you know, the, the, just to be in your presence, to listen to more of a different detail of a person coming from a different era of walk. Had already had walked that walk, and just like you know, it's the one thing to walk the walk, but you didn't walk the walk for like some guys go from the eighties to it. You walked the walk for a while, and to be in the position. Like I am with you, I'm internally grateful to you, brother. And I always would appreciate oh, and be always to treat you and say you are a brother of mine. Oh yeah, forever grateful, man. Love you, brother. Always, man. Yeah, always. That's from my yeah. heart, brother. I always will have love for you. If you ever say you need anything that I can do for you, you pick up the phone. I'm there. Oh, same here. Anytime. Anytime. You know, we were talking. You were talking about. Yeah, back in, during at that time at WCW, ironically, we were talking about Sid earlier. Sid was actually involved with my uh, debut with WCW as the maestro really? on Nitro, because he was uh, wow. doing his bill where he he was, uh, you know, going berserk, power bombing guys, and all of a sudden he hears music and he looks up and there I'm up in the rafters playing a baby grand piano. <laughs> <laughs> and and at the time wow. they were going to do this angle they were going to do this angle where I would be like the guy that would like suit the savage beast and Sid and whatever every time Sid would go crazy I would kind of calm him down with the music that type of thing and that was uh, one of the original ideas but that's wild. Totally, di- but totally that's different awesome. directions right <laughs> right but you know the one thing about the way they the way everything went with you. You always knew when you see Dusty how he was going to work. You see Flair how he was going to work or what controversy or something. You pretty much knew oh, yeah. how, pretty much as a fan, how the story was going to go with them. But out That's of right. all the guys, believe it or not, you really did stick out. And you stuck out in a good way because it, was, it wasn't the same old, same old. You know, if you see Dusty get in the ring, he's going to probably hit you with the elbow maybe one, about three or four times. <laughs> you know, or Flair, he going to chop you, or, you know, Steamboat going to hit you with something. With you, I kind of, I kind of, you caught my attention by the way you work because you went off, and to my opinion, if you might understand what I'm saying, you kind of went off script in a way of where a person will figure you might throw some money into the turnbuckle, and the average guy going there and go with a squash, you might throw him into the turnbuckle and go in there and give him a damn back elbow. Right, yeah. And you well, didn't see it. It wasn't yeah. different. It was different. It wasn't like the normal you would see with most guys. 
Oh yeah, it's just like uh, when the other scream, you whisper, or like if uh, everybody, everybody's on the clothesline, you throw an elbow. You know what I mean? You stand up, be different. You know what I'm saying? And yep. you were. That's how I was able to know who you were. And then the first day I walked through that locker room, if you remember correctly, the first day you walked through that door, at the time, and as most people still said today, I was the man there. And if you remember correctly, when we first crossed paths, right, and we we started introducing each other. If you remember correctly, I came to you, stood up, and looked you right there in the eye. I said, "One day, brother, we gonna get it in the ring, tied up, and I'm gonna be honored to do it." And you looked at me, and you started laughing. You was like, "Well, damn, thank you, man." I mean, <laughs> it's not that serious, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, it was an honor because yeah. I, I I wanted to actually I wanted to work with you for for quite a while up to that point. So I was really tickled pink wheel and finally had a chance to make it happen. Oh, yeah. Boy, did we not make it happen, boy. Oh, from one end of the oh, yes, to the other. <laughs> oh, my God. We had some fun. God, we had so much fun. Oh, my God. Great stuff. I, I was going to tell I, you, I, I pulled a rib on Eddie Guerrero one time in a nitro. Uh, this was a nitro. I literally played piano for almost three hours straight in the back. Like every promo you would hear from the guys. <laughs> You could hear music in the background. They told me literally, I, I swear to God, they told me to play piano like for three hours straight. So that's all I did. They were bringing me like <laughs> snacks and water and all this stuff. And, and Eddie's doing his promo, right? In the back. And he, and he thought to lose it. Finally turns his head. And I'm, I'm over there waving at him. Hey, Eddie. He's <laughs> <laughs> huh? like, he thought lost it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That is, that's I, I, I was I was doing a shimmy and all that. Hey Eddie, Viva La Rasa and all that. Oh man, oh my god, it was great. Eddie, but lost it. <laughs> all the while playing classical piano. I was throwing grapes at Lex. He he was in the uh, cage. They were doing this thing that night in the cage with him, and Elizabeth, right? And I was ribbing Lex, and I was <laughs> they gave me a bunch of fruit. Next to snack on, next to the champagne bottle and everything, right? As you saw in Nitro, right? The piano. <laughs> and I was tossing grapes at Lex. Lex was getting so puked. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, serves him right. Wow. <laughs> oh, too much. I was having too much fun because. Because in between the piano stuff, you know, I was I was in the backstage like throughout the three hours, so I was just thinking of things to do and just fun stuff and <laughs> and getting paid for it, right? Well, and then hacksaw. This time you didn't hit him in the head, not with nothing, did you? No, I, I I popped one in the back of the head one time because <laughs> he was doing her. It was doing a promo with Liz, and I kept throwing grapes at him. Ribbing yeah, him. it probably hurt and, the grape. I don't think he knew it was me, seriously. He was, he, he was getting PO'd at some of the other people walking around, but I never smartened him up. But That's so, awesome, yes, Stroll. Yes, yes, Mr. Stroll, I will classify you as uh, unusual attraction, but unusual attraction that had some serious fucking talent. The Matt Monster. Yeah, the Matt Monster, yeah. I remember the Marmalukes come up to me while I was playing the piano, right? And and they showed the playback and the look on my face. I'm, I had that look like, oh, gee, wow, could have had a V8 look. When they walked <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? 
Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I, got, I got the picture, man. I have to show you guys the picture. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, too much. But sure, there, was, there was one attraction in WCW you guys had to just cringe watching because I saw a little clip, a, a compilation tonight, and, and I know he's an attraction. I know he's a Super Bowl champion. You know, I know Mongo mm-hmm. McMichael was, was, you know, pushed to be one of the elite, but my God, was he horrible. I mean, they showed a clip of him picking up one of the Texas hangmen, and it he was struggling to get him up for a pile driver and then dropped him on his head, and I'm just like, oh, my God. What it had to be to, to not only work this guy, but watch him just go through match after match, and no one could make him look good. I was hoping he would, like, be a mixed tag with Pepe, because Pepe, to me, was, he was <laughs> most over. I love Pepe. Yeah. Man. The little dog. <laughs> Yeah. Probably more popular than Mongo's. Yeah. Hey, it wasn't his fault. He just wasn't trained. And, you know, you, you're, it's, wrestling's not a sport you can learn on the job, in the ring. you you got to train and practice for that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they let the poor guy do commentary. Dear God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he, 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 he made David Crockett. He made David Crockett look like John Houseman. <laughs> oh wow! No two ways about it. I mean, David Crockett will, will look at would look at Gordon Sully and go, "See, Gordon, I'm good." Gordon's like, "No, you're not." Maybe it was John Nelson was the student driver, the Naked Gun movie, and he told the late yes. girl, the student driver, he said, "Now extend your arm. Now extend your yeah. middle finger. Very good." Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, awesome. I gave her a for that too. <laughs> you know, you got, you got one for you got one for Steve. Lay it on, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, Giants. I have to go. Uh, here Takayama because he uh, one of the best Japanese wrestlers, like most accomplished. Um, Won all all three of Japan's major uh, heavyweight titles, IWGP heavyweight, uh, you know all Japan's mm-hmm. uh, triple crown and uh, GHC heavyweight and NOAA. Um, also wrestled for EWFI. Um, right. His his MMA fight with Don Fry in 2002, one of the best fights ever. With that, you know, trading those trading punches, strikes with uh, Don Fry. Um, Right. Unfortunately, uh, in his later years, had a uh, uh, incident where he, uh, I think he became uh, paralyzed. So uh, through the wrestling community, they were able to uh, raise funds for his uh, medical cost, uh, mm-hmm. medical care. So um, the last I saw, he was uh, rehabbing. So uh right. pretty inspiring to see him uh hopefully getting his uh mobility back. But uh Takiyama definitely one of the best uh giants I would I would say. Um Oh abs- absolutely. For sure. Um, absolutely. Takiyama man. And then uh, uh Attraction Monster, French Angel Morris uh Maurice Tillette. Right. Uh, There's a blast in the past. Yes, oh, yeah. Morris Gillette. He was a uh, heavyweight champion in AWA Boston. 
And uh, right. he was from 37 to 1953 is his career. And uh, he was the inspiration for the uh, character likeness of uh, Shrek, the animated character. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool right. that he's ingrained in pop culture. And you got, uh, oh, wow. I can't, I can't, I can't really, we've, we haven't talked about him yet. Um, Ernie, Ernie, the big cat lad, man. Oh yeah. Oh, man. Oh, without a doubt. Yes, sir. I mean, not, without I mean, a doubt. He was, Talk about a big man that can, can move. Yes. I mean, he's a guy that can fit all three Seriously. categories, giant monster and attraction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, In fact, the first, hey, the yeah. first match that I ever saw live, was in 76 in Chicago. It's like, take it back, second match I ever saw live was 76 in Chicago, and the main event was Dick the Bruiser and Ernie Ladd in the Texas Death Match. And they, at the time, it was when you would get a pin or a submission, it would end a round, and you'd have to beat a 10 count to the center of the ring to continue the match. And they went 24 rounds. So it was very, very mm. interesting to see Ernie Ladd work. Amazing. Imagine if I remember correctly, he had a football career, am I right? Yes, sir. San Diego Chargers. Yep. Imagine Bert. that coming through a line and hitting you. Jesus, have mercy. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> One of my favorite Ernie Ladd stories is uh, Jim Cornette uh, talks about it, and Ox Baker was heart-punching Ernie Ladd and caused a riot. I love hearing that story. Mm. And the fans are jumping the uh, Ernie, Ernie was really popular. Um, I, he gave some of the best promos too, man. His promo work was just amazing. Yes. Yeah, and the night, the, the one of the fun parts that I used to like watching when Ernie did his interviews is it didn't matter what city or what town he was in, he didn't have to remember who the interviewer was. You know, as a lot of guys would would mention the interviewer by name. All Ernie would say is, "Let me tell you something, Mr. TV announcer." That was it. Over. <laughs> Everywhere, every territory. Well played. Ernie was flawless because he didn't have to worry about what was Gene Okerlund or or Pat Patterson or whoever. He was just like, let me tell you something, Mr. TV announcer. And that was it. Yeah, that's uh, smart. <laughs> Extremely. Yeah. Extremely very smart. smart. And how can we begin now, Kamala? Go oh, ahead. Uh, oh, we, yeah, we, we're uh, saving Kamala. I almost forgot to mention him. Yeah. Definitely. Go best, ahead. Go, uh, go. Monsters. Take you with um, them. Yeah, well, I was agreeing with you about Kamala. The only one little thing I can truly, I will say, I'm envy to him for being a worker. I don't see how in the hell he worked barefooted. <laughs> I do not see how he ever did <laughs> Me that. Me neither. Knowing what that ringside. <laughs> oh yeah. Come well, on. Later on, I guess he. Later on, I guess he admitted that. Um, you know, he had type 2 diabetes, and that's what ultimately would cost him his legs. And he had said that for, like, the last two, three years of his career, uh, he didn't feel anything from the calf down. Wow. He had neuropathy so bad that he just was numb down there. So I don't know if that, I don't know um, if that helped or hurt him, but it was definitely something he had to deal with. Wow. Yeah. How he worked he was, out with it, I don't know, because... Stroh would tell you, you subject to see anything at that ringside on the floor. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yes. I like oh, my that, God. Um, the Kamala persona was invented, was created by uh, Jerry Lawler in uh, Memphis. 
Uh, yep. Pretty interesting that Jerry Lillard, his uh, influenced so many people like Kamala. I I wish they would show. I would have sh- back then. I wish they'd showed more of his sense of humor because Kamala had that natural sense of humor. Man, oh my God. And if you ever seen some of the outtakes he did with Mean Gene Okerlund and and all that back in the day, uh, they're hilarious. Yes, so, just oh. hilarious. He was a good yeah. singer his, too. He had some funny songs. Yeah, his laugh was oh, yeah. infectious. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, he was. Hey, Stroke, well, you did bring up a good one for our attraction. Mean Gene Oakland uh-huh. himself. Oh God, yes, Mean Gene, man. The track. Yeah, he gets. Wound up going, and it was fun to see him interview some people. Yeah, he could sing too. Yeah, he'd sing pretty fruity. Right. I yeah, I, anytime to, I was going to uh, do an interview with Mean Gene, anytime I had an interview with Mean Gene, I knew it was going to be a night off because uh, Gene was such a professional. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was yeah. so much fun with Gene. You know, there's a. There's an interview there was a, uh, with Mean Gene did with Andy Warhol, and Andy Warhol could barely uh, articulate what he was thinking, and Mean Gene was able to get a great interview out of Andy Warhol just in that brief moment. It was pretty cool. Like You could just see how like Mean Gene could make an interview out of a broomstick. That's how good it was. And whenever you'd see Mean Gene Corpse and look like he was about to lose it, it's, it's one of the greatest things ever. Because some of the things that some of the wrestlers are talking about that he's interviewing, and and you go play back and watch it, you can see why it would make Gene like Corpse and about to roll over and just crack up. Like the time that Wendy Richter said that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the Wendy Richter <laughs> bit where she says, I'm not going to let someone get on top of me and cover me. <laughs> He's like, lose. <laughs> you know, the funny part about Mean Gene is that um, he got started by accident up in the AWA. Marty Miller got sick because Marty Miller was the interviewer for a lot of years. And he got sick and Gene was working for the TV station. And they kind of shanghai Gene and he's doing interviews for one taping. And he caught on. <laughs> Did you see a bit, a AWA bit, with Gene Oakland interviewing uh, Jesse Ventura and Mr. Saito, where yes. Mr. Saito damn, damn near knocks himself out with the tuba for him, and Gene's like, they're about to lose it. Yes. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Oh, like, uh, in fact, it was Ventura that coined the phrase Mean Gene. Yep, it was. When they were up in the it AWA. Really right. Oh I got God. one more giant for you guys that actually, he's, I, in my opinion, I think he's looked upon, but from following mm-hmm. his career from his younger days to where he at now, which is Paul Wright, better known as the Big Show. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. Seriously. Excellent talent. And what's the show called? Some water boy. What 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 show has he got now? That's on. That he's got a current TV show. Uh, the one, I guess they call it the Big Show show. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> go, not the other one. Go big or go home, right? Go big show. No, this is called the Big Show <laughs> show. I crack up. I think it's funny. 
<laughs> but yeah, he's got his own. Yeah, the show. He's like a, it's like a family show, whatever he's on. Yeah. Um, you know, Big Show. I saw him on Twitch. He was playing D and D with like other celebrities. I think he's a big D and D guy, role playing guy. Just funny that he's nice. a nurse. You know, one of the show's funnier segments was in Fighting With My Family, where they show that backstage, the catering scene at WrestleMania, and him and Sheamus are arguing over whether or not they have a hot dog. I mean, I just no, lost when I cracked up watching that segment. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, gosh. And there's a Big Show's another one that's got such a great sense of humor, natural sense of humor. Yeah, I would say if anybody, uh, Blooper or, or anything would be the guy it would happen to, it would literally be him. It would be the guy. He would be that guy. Oh, Whether yeah. he said it and <laughs> you know, broke it or he blew or it blew, blew a, a skit, he would be the guy. It would be funny how he would do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Big Show has, has worked with some big stars like Floyd Mayweather. Um hmm and just a lot of the celebrities that would come in, and uh, he wrestled, he had that you know that confrontation with Shaq in a battle royal. Um, I know he, he was supposed to he wanted to have a singles match with Shaq, but that never happened. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just crazy that uh, he had that match with Floyd on that you know WrestleMania, and he he got <laughs> tossed out of the ring by Aki Bono in that sumo match. Just it's it's amazing what athletes he's worked with. Thank oh yeah. Also, he worked with Lawrence Taylor too. If I'm correct, he, he made Lawrence Taylor look real good. Oh yeah, yeah that was Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, no, Bam Bam good. put Lawrence Taylor over. I think he did well, something with Bam Taylor Bam later on, later on. But it weren't really, it weren't yeah. like a big deal like at WrestleMania. Like um, okay. he did with Big uh, Bam Bigelow. I, I yeah, there's a guy. That, there's a guy that could move. Bigelow and Bam Bam uh, Taylor Bigelow man. put Major Payne over. Yeah, I mean, you, you take a look at a guy like Bigelow, God, over 350, and can, he can move like a cat. And Bigelow yeah, and Taylor, I you think, know, I, I did, I, they were just there for, like, you know, entertainment purposes, but I, I really felt like they stole the show that year, that WrestleMania, because that match was really good. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That was the one of the premier matches that people wanted to see. Taylor, man, I was impressed how well he did with uh, Bigelow. <laughs> I really was. Yeah, if, I a dream, if I had a dream opponent for Bam Bam Bigelow, I'd love to see Bam Bam versus Keith Lee. I think that'd be a good uh, big man match. Oh, yeah. And it's funny y'all say that because, like you said, Bigelow was no small man. And I you remember that match with him and Taylor, it actually showed you how big Lawrence Taylor was at the same time because Bigelow was no Yo, small you, guy. Yes, sir. Oh, oh yeah. I agreed. Seriously, and and Bigelow had some great matches over the years. Uh, the matches he had with Taz and ECW were, were pretty amazing. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, yes, it would just destroy the, the, the ring and the stage. Yeah, awesome. I mean the awesome. time the, the time the time I wrestled Ben Bigelow, I, I thought I, seriously, it was just like you said. You know, I mean, I'm, 
it was kind of like, in a way, it was kind of like one of my WrestleMania moments personally myself because, I mean, here's a guy that was, was at WrestleMania, wrestled Lawrence Taylor. He wrestled Andre the Giant. As Steve said, he wrestled some of the biggest names in wrestling and entertainment. So, I mean, and sports. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I was uh, really it was a big honor. Yes, indeed. No, most definitely. I mean, we're just there's just so many that we could talk about. I mean, we got to give a nod out to Fred Ottman, though, as an attraction, because the oh, poor guy. Yeah. I mean, Shockmaster. We're never gonna forget Shockmaster. We may forget Tugboat, <laughs> but we're our Typhoon. But we're never gonna forget Shockmaster. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a storied career he's had too. Nice, Mr. Ottman. Oh yeah, I like his. Um... I gotta go back and watch this work as Typhoon because I really like uh, Earthquake. I think Earthquake is uh, overlooked, but he's like legit tough guy. So, oh, John Kenton, um, man, one of the one of the toughest yeah, ever to walk Kenton. in the locker room. Right, that was a bad yeah. bad man there. Oh, and, and there's fact, another big guy that could throw a drop kick. A... <laughs> yeah, could throw a mean drop kick. Well, I, he was a former sumo wrestler, so I mean, I remember watching him and Ake Bono right. in an actual. Was it him or, or him and Yokozuna in a in a sumo right. match? Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe he won that uh, that match. Yeah, I did see that. It was pretty cool to see legit sumo guy against Yokozuna. Yeah, Tentas was one of those guys in the back. You definitely want on your side if things break down. You know what I mean? He was. Um, <laughs> He was trained by uh, Baba, Saruta, Kabuki, and Gori, just Hall of Fame class of trainers, too. Uh, with a resume like that, brother. <laughs> hey, hard to argue. Oh, yeah. yeah his, his feud with uh, Katao in Japan is infamous because Katao is just pissed off because he couldn't get, you know, the better of Kenta. He was shooting. Speaking of former sumo wrestlers, um, how can we not forget Haku? <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's the guy you want on your side when it breaks awesome. down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why That's why I hung out with him at bar very regularly. Because <laughs> I'm going to be no problem <laughs> with nobody else. <laughs> you know it was funny, Stro. Last year at uh, or nineteen at the CAC, when Haku and, and Barbarian got their award, and you know they're such nice guys to talk to. But when you saw them walking through the casino, you would still see people just part as Haku walked by. <laughs> and I kept thinking to myself, "Here's a guy that's been retired from the game, very removed, very quiet, very reserved, and people are still petrified of him." Oh God, yes. He, just like the rest, just like the rest still, of the shows, man. Like when I walk in, when I'd walk into the office or like uh, a building, whatever. There's no politics because everybody's equally nice. And I walk in with Haku and <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh um. Everybody, you know, everybody's Haku, best friend. <laughs> Haku, Haku, Ming, he's still involved. Like last I saw, he was wrestling a death match with Slack, like this big death match wrestler. I can't believe it. He's still. Feel badass at this age. Heck, he's doing that, selling cars, you name it. These days, he's like the wrestling man. in Japan. He's wrestling with Bullet Club in Japan, like uh, once in a while with his sons. 
Tama and Tonga Loa. Just pretty cool that he's still, you know, kicking ass. Can you envision your mind, Haku, trying to sell someone a car? That'd be tremendous. <laughs> they ain't going to tell him no. <laughs> right. <laughs> the veg matter. That's what I heard him call to Oh, my you God. You give me a $1,000 deal. Yes, sir. No problem. <laughs> the matches, you know, a... <laughs> I was in a, I was in a car a tour with Haku one time, right? One of the many times. And uh, he had some matches with Vincent, who was Virgil, right? And uh, mm-hmm. the whole match, literally the whole match was Vincent running from Haku all over the building. Haku was chasing him all over the building. And, 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 and I popped one time. I'm, I'm sitting there because, you know, I'm watching the back, and uh, Vincent runs to the bathroom, right? And and there's a guy waiting to use the bathroom, right? And Haku's chasing after him. And Haku looks at the guy waiting and, and, and growls, and the guy runs off. <laughs> he runs to the door and chases him, and, and he tosses him over the stall and chases him out of the bathroom. Oh, man, it's hysterical. Oh, you got to love it. Whoa. <laughs> and again, you know, like you said, an attraction, but a legit tough guy. Oh, oh you yeah. Know what? We did, we did leave one guy out. He's he's now okay. deceased. Um, All right. I can't think of For some reason, I'm having a brain fighter for remembering his real name. He first showed up in the WW, I guess it would be at the WWF, as mm-hmm. one half of Man on a Mission. And that would be Oh, amazing. yeah. Mabel, King Mabel, yes, sir. Yeah, that was a big dude. I used to team with him, actually, believe it or not. The, the, the funny rib of it was we used to team together. He would, like, just beat the crap of the team that we were facing, right? And he would tag me in every now and then to see me throw, like, a, a, a suplex every now and then, right? But, like, by the time he was done with them and he would tag with me, they were both laying down I'm like, what can I do? <laughs> You've done all the work. <laughs> you know Hook the leg. Yeah. Yes. That's, that was all I could do. <laughs> now, was Whoa. that WCW show or was that uh, Smoky Mountain? Oh, this was uh, Memphis. Memphis and Puerto Rico. Oh, Memphis. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cause, but this was back when Memphis was like uh, the farm league for WWE, too. They'd have uh, WWE oh, okay. talent come in, and yeah, so I got to work with some of the WWE talent back then. And uh, King Mabel was one of the guys I got the team with, and it, uh, it, it was so much fun. My favorite version of him is uh, Vizera when he was in the ministry and post ministry, and he had the now, all but, black look. Now, before we started teaming, I had a singles match with him one time, and he backdropped me so high. I I was it was I think it was the Mid South Coliseum it was part of a six man tag. He backdropped me so high. I, I swear the lights that were spotlights that were above the ring. I thought I was going to hit those spotlights, and they're that's way up there. But he I was he launched me so high. I was like, oh my god, please! I'm praying, please God, don't let me hit the lights. <laughs> I do got a question to ask you about it, bro. You'd be looking down from the lights. No, oh, yeah, literally. I got a Go question to ask you, Stro. How was it to sure. go out to eat dinner with you? Oh, oh, it was great, man. Like, hanging out with I'm him and Haku sure. and Barb, man, I never got hungry. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he had a nice, healthy dish, too. 
<laughs> yeah, they, they they knew where all the cool eating spots were at, man. To hang out with them, the Islanders and uh, Viscera and everybody. It was good times, man. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. So, um, Come on, butter. Let's go eat. I'm sorry. I hate to... Hey, did I did interrupt you guys. I'm gonna have to take off from here for a minute. But uh, All right. with your permission, Stro, I wanna. I know it's kind of might be off of your show title, but uh, me and you kind of both noticed one gentleman that we lost this week, and I would like to send a shout out to him on your show, and that would be uh, oh. John Pochop Johnson, if that's okay with oh, you. Please, please do, brother. Yes, sir. Um. Y'all guys don't know him, uh, but me and Stroh both, I think, have competed against him. This young fellow was a young talent, and I believe he was at 27, age, 27 years of age. And he mm. kind of reminds you of a new version of a junkyard dog. Right. Yes, sure um, did. This boy could walk up in the locker room, and no matter what go on, it was just like the sunshine was in the locker room with this guy. And he lost his life this week, Monday, as a fact, from diabetes. And, you know, I would like to get a special shout-out to all the listeners that's hearing this because this boy was a good talent, had a bright future ahead of him. It's unfortunate his health kind of came his demise. Um, but, you know, great talent to be in the ring with, great guy to be in the locker room with. And, you know, I just wanted to share that shout-out, and I appreciate you allowing me to do that stroke. Oh, thank, thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I, um, I was a I was a fan of GXW, and I used to see uh, Porkchop versus Stro. So I I used to see Porkchop after shows, and I used to see him at a shoot job uh, when he would be in the grocery stores I used to work at. So always a nice guy. I'm really glad that you were able to update us on on his passing. Um, because I hadn't heard any information, so thank you for your uh, thoughts on pork chop and update. Definitely, yeah. And, uh, like I said, yeah. good guy, good guy. Yes, always, always, always happy go lucky, man. And and definitely uh, one of one of all time favorites to be in the ring with, other than yourself, Tank. No doubt, uh, pork chop would definitely be missed. Yes, he will. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out of here and let you guys go. I appreciate y'all allowing me to be on tonight with y'all. Sorry for being. Oh, anytime stranger. you want, brother. Oh, I'm gonna try, try to get it a little bit better. No, oh, please do anytime you want. We love you, brother. All right, y'all take care of yourself. Love y'all. All right, take love care, too, brother. Take care. Uh, L.A. Tank, everybody. L.A. Tank. Yeah, how awesome was that? Mark, we heard about uh, Pork Chop passing away, man. He's such a good dude. Yeah, it's terrible. Such a great, yeah. great guy. And I, I loved, I absolutely loved being in the ring with him because, I mean, it was, a, we had such good chemistry and the, the vibe was there. I and mean, there's, there's certain people in your ring with you just, you just can't wait to get in the ring with because you, you know it's, it's going to be a great time. So, I mean, but um, he definitely will be missed and uh, much love and respect always. Pork Chop. It's, um, yeah. It, it, just looking at photos that were posted of him on the GoFundMe, it's just he looked like he was getting healthy. So I, I guess I was kind of caught surprised by it. Last I heard, he was such a nice guy that he was giving Teddy Hart, who was having legal issues, 
domestic issues in Richmond. He was giving Teddy Hardy a place to stay, and even though Teddy was difficult, and he had to, you know, he had to remove him, but that's how good of a person Porkchop was. He was just uh, willing to help out another wrestler. You know, uh, his partner Ace Montana. I used to see them, you know, team up in GXW, and um, always enjoyed hanging out with uh, or being around Porkchop when I when I could briefly. Um, really right. enjoyed his Atomic Dog uh, moniker and theme song, and yeah, entertaining guy and nice guy. Absolutely, absolutely, um, gentlemen. Um, we're uh, running short on time, but we got some time left to throw some plugs out there. And what I'm thinking about doing for next week is continuing our conversation with Giants Monsters Attractions Part Two because it's such a great topic to talk about and I'm, I'm, there's quite a few people we can talk about for next week too to, on, on this category um, but uh, if there's anything you'd like to plug uh, the floor is yours go ahead whoever wants to go first oh I'll go first I want to give out even though I give him a whole lot of garbage I want to give a shout out to the amazing velvet David Kerr and uh, hope he has a speedy recovery and you know our prayers are with him even though he's yes. a pain in the butt and there goes the neighborhood uh, we miss you velvet <laughs> Love yes, you, Man for you, bro. Yes, sir. You're here. All right. All right. Any more plugs? Um, um, I, I, I want to throw something out there that's uh, in between this show and in between uh, next week's show. Um, I would like to mention that uh, Papa Stroh has a birthday coming up. So I'd like to say happy birthday, Papa Stroh. Uh, Oh, so you. you got my digits. Um, uh, we were able to dodge last weekend. Uh, we we didn't have to have that get together with the uh, Pop Culture Stars group. Um, but mm-hmm. this weekend, if you've got some time and you're hungry, you, you know, and um, you got a place you want to eat, I'm happy to comp you a meal and sit down and hang out if you don't mind. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah, just uh, yeah, get up with me. We'll, we'll try to work something out for sure. And by, by the way, in case um, – Listeners out there are curious. My my birthday's January twenty sixth next uh, Tuesday, so there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Same gift. I'm with you. Small bills, cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Be, be like Virgil and set up a gimmick table somewhere. Exactly. Send gifts. Small bills, cash. <laughs> Uh, you, you did hear about that Kenny Bowling guy setting up a gimmick table at Al Snow's wedding? No, I oh, I heard a little bit about that. That had to be hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Did you, you any more plugs? Sure. Did you ever, go ahead? Uh, go ahead. Did you ever work with Kenny Bowling at one point? Because I know you worked at Cornette. I, we probably brushed by together, but I, I, we never actually worked together. But we probably brushed by together during the time I was like in the Louisville area and everything. So, because okay. I, I used to go to Louis, Louisville quite a bit. Okay, yeah, I, I've been around with Kenny a little bit. That's why I wanted to ask. But uh, yeah, um, I'll link uh, Pork Chops GoFundMe. They 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 more than. Uh, Surpass their goal, but I'll link the GoFundMe anyways on the uh, oh, please on do. The thank you thank post you. that on the yeah after retro and then um uh 
my social media stores, Steven, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you for having me on. And I was glad to hear oh, LA Tank earlier. So, yeah. Uh, it's been a great show. It really has. And I'm, I'm going to continue this next week, uh, Wrestling Giants, Monsters, Attractions, Part 2. I, I, this is a pretty hot top, great topic to talk about for sure. And, you know, we do, we're just scratching the surface on all the greats. You know what I mean? <laughs> Almost so, definitely. Uh, but uh, thank you guys as always. Always a pleasure. You guys always make the show. Thank you so much. Always, I can't wait till next week. All right. I wish we, next week was tomorrow. Uh, but uh, <laughs> be, be good to yourselves and each other. Look for tonight's archive of the show on VOCNation.com. Look for WCW Retro and the day's date. And uh, be good to yourselves and each other once again. And have an awesome weekend. And we'll see you next Thursday on WCW Retro. And, uh, Close it out with some free birds. How about that? <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, all. Everybody, take care.